Hello, I'm Paul Kitkat. And I'm Chalice Croke. This is the next podcast in our series, 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing and We Think You'll Find Useful to Know. We're recording these in our home studios, so we are socially distant, but mentally present. Uh, please excuse any stray noises you might hear, given the setup that we're using, or any oddness in the sound quality. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone, this is a short coda to the last podcast. That one was called, Just Because You've Been Asked a Question Doesn't Mean You Have to Give an Answer. And in it, I talked about my experience of becoming a leader, or trying to become a leader, and discovering the truth that you were going to be asked an awful lot of questions, and if you tried to answer them all, you would go insane, and that you had to learn another way to deal with that. And it occurred to me afterwards that it's not just a trick that you have to learn. It's actually a whole approach. And I could summarise that approach as being one of humility. The thing is that when I became, was appointed to a position of leadership, I thought that I had to know the answers to everything, even though I clearly didn't and couldn't. I didn't think I knew the answers, but I thought that was my job, to provide answers to everything. And it did, as I have described, drive me close to the edge of insanity. However, I discovered in time that, in fact, giving answers all the time wasn't the way forward and that I should find ways to turn questions back to the person asking them, delegate, uh, be able to admit to not knowing the answer. Latin and Greek and ancient history when I was at school for 10 years or so and Socrates was one of the people who we read in the original Greek which is a wonderful thing to do and the reason he said humility was the greatest of all virtues or, or many one of the reasons was that he knew that most human beings know very little but most human beings pretend to know a great deal and pretending to know a great deal gets in the way of finding out the truth about anything I hope I'm summarising the argument correctly. Now I'm concerning myself in this podcast with leadership in business. And when I talked about questions and answers last time, what I was referring to more than anything, I think, really was humility. The ability to recognise that you need to be able to say, as a leader, I don't know the answer to the thing that you're asking me about. Can you help me to find the answer? And you have to have the confidence to be able to say that, knowing that you will not be thought less of. And that's important. Uh, the article that I'm referring to on bbc.com goes on to refer to some studies by various psychologists looking at the achievements of people uh, in academic settings. Uh, there's a, a, a psychologist called Bradley Owens who looked at undergraduates and discovered that people, the students who showed the most humility at the start and were more prepared to admit to their ignorance, actually did better in the long run. And he even found that humility trumped IQ as a guide to later achievement. So for a leader, I would argue, some humility is always called for. You cannot know all the answers. And although I'm talking specifically about leadership in business, we're in the middle of a uh, a state of affairs in this world now where we have the opportunity to observe different leaders at work 
and we can learn a great deal from that that we can carry into our work lives. When I've talked to people about leadership in the past, one of the things that I've done is asked them to identify leaders who they admire or respect. And quite often people will come up with figures from history and they will name great generals or great military leaders or prime ministers or people like that. And that's all fine. Yeah, you know, great. Choose who you will as your hero. But I would suggest something else is possibly better than that. And that is to not so much have a hero as to look at leaders in action now around us in the world and take note of the ones who are doing a good job and maybe the ones who are not doing such a good job. And bear in mind, because we're talking about real human beings in the real world now, they may let you down as time goes by. So the people who are doing a great job now may stumble and make mistakes. And then how they deal with the mistakes they have made will be another way in which they can show their leadership qualities. So I'm thinking particularly now, we're in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, At this particular moment in time, we're also witnessing global protests about the systemic racism that runs through American, British, um, and many other societies around the world. And people are standing up and saying, right, this has got to stop. This has all been triggered by the appalling murder of George Floyd in America by a policeman. And it's triggered a storm of protest and some actions that show that people are no longer prepared to put up with that kind of thing. Now, the way in which leaders have responded to those protests is quite illuminating. At the moment that I'm recording this, it's pretty early on in the proceedings, the rioting and uh, protests have been going on for 10 days or so, so we don't know yet quite how this is all going to pan out. But what, what we can see is in the response to the pandemic, some leaders have done very much better than others. And I would predict that the ones who've done well in the pandemic would also do, do well in responding to this fully justified series of protests. So who's done well? Who can we admire? Who can we learn from? So first of all, I would pick out Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, who has managed to lead a brilliant response to the coronavirus. I think the figures that I have in front of me suggest that she's had... New Zealand has had in total 1,154 confirmed cases and 22 deaths, which contrasts pretty... uh, which contrasts with the United States with 2 million uh, uh, confirmed cases and 113,000 deaths. Britain, we know, 40,000 deaths. Now, New Zealand's a small country. It's not the hub of international travel that the UK is. But nevertheless, Jacinda Ardern said, we're going to go hard and we're going to go early and we're going to sort this out. And they did. So that's remarkable. That's a really strong response. But in the middle of all of that, she managed to find time to make a speech at Easter that addressed the children of New Zealand. And this is what she had to say. Your 
be pleased to know um, that we do consider both the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny to be essential workers. Um, but as you can imagine at this time, of course, they're going to be um, potentially quite busy at home with, with, their, with their family as well and their own bunnies. And so um, I say to the children of New Zealand, if the Easter Bunny doesn't make it to your household, um, then uh, we have to understand that it's a bit difficult at the moment for the bunny to perhaps get everywhere. I think that's a wholly remarkable speech for a Prime Minister to make. Fantastic. It shows not just humility, uh, not talking about geopolitics or economics, but about the Easter money, bunny. It shows tremendous empathy, and that's another quality that leaders really need to show, especially in times like these. Another one who um, has done brilliantly well through this, and of course through many previous trials, is Angela Merkel in Germany, who has her critics, as all leaders do. Um, And she's, obviously, because she's German, the British tend to view her with a jaundiced eye, which is appalling, shocking, because what we should really be able to do is look at somebody who's led for, I think, 15 years, her country, through the kinds of crises that we've also witnessed, and she's done a brilliant job of it. And she's stood up, welcomed migrants into her country, Um, that didn't necessarily go well for her politically, but she took a stand on that. She's a steady hand at all times in a way that, frankly, British leaders haven't been. Um, And I think one of her outstanding qualities is humility as well. She listens, she learns, she takes account of other people. And of course, she was the one who, to my great uh, admiration stood up to Donald Trump when he was behaving as he frequently does in an appalling fashion and and said to him, no, we don't agree with your, your views on on the matter of migrants. We don't avu- agree with your views on the matters of race. We don't agree with that. This is not civilised behaviour. She may not have put it in quite those exact terms, but she certainly pissed him off. But what she said was right, because if we turn to negative examples of leadership... I don't want to dwell on this too much, but Donald Trump provides them on a daily basis. So if we come right back to now and the protests that are going on, how has he responded to that? Has he said, yeah, it's terrible that an innocent man or anyone, in fact, can be killed by a policeman in the street and be filmed doing it and not even care that he's being filmed doing it? That's a situation that has to change right now. And it's shameful. But then America's a country where many innocent young black people have been killed by the police and nothing has happened. There hasn't appeared to be any consequences for those policemen. So is it surprising it's boiled over? No. Is it surprising that Donald Trump has responded by saying, we'll go out and shoot the looters? No, that's not surprising either. His failures of leadership are constant and obvious to us all. We don't need to dwell on him because I don't think anyone in their right mind would take him as a model of successful leadership, despite what he says about it. There are some things we could learn from Donald Trump, Um, maybe not about leadership, but certainly about winning and being a challenger. Um, We'll come back to that in another podcast, I think, because it's a, a tricky subject, but very interesting. So, 
There you have it. That's a short coda, if you like, to the previous podcast. I wanted to touch on this because I think um, what I was saying last time about questions and answers is very important, but I think even more important if you can underpin that thought with uh, an attitude of humility and open-mindedness and observe the great leaders who are doing a good job around the world in very difficult times and the ones who are not doing such a great job and learn from them. I think those are all good things to carry forward into your business life as a leader because goodness knows it's going to be difficult for months, maybe years to come. Okay, that's a little extra something outside of the normal run. Normal? Whatever's normal here, I don't know. Anyway, a little something extra to add to the previous podcast. And we'll be back again soon with another one. 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing and We Think You'll Find Useful to Know is a series of podcasts created by Paul Kitkat and Chalice Croak. Production was by William Kitkat, who also wrote the theme music. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe. See you soon. Bye.